0: A couple of weeks ago, we had talked about how we as believers are to live in when we are surrounded by a lack of, call it what you will, self-control, a, an increase of wickedness, as the Bible would, would call it, and how, how are we as believers to respond? How are we as believers to live... In the midst of all of these things. And the Bible says, I know where you live where Satan, what? Has his throne. Okay? I know where you live where Satan has his throne. So in the place that we live is Satan's throne. Okay? And that's directly from the Bible. And God knows the things that we experience. He knows the things that we're up against, and he knows the standards by which he expects us to live. Okay? And so there's a lot of grace there, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Thank God for that, right? Yeah. We can all thank God for that, and mercy, and love. And he understands the strain. He understands the difficulty of living up to the standards, and yet by his grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the life in obedience to Christ. You see, and we were talking a little bit earlier about baptism, and some of you, there's a handful of you who are going to be baptized at our camp out this weekend, and man, I'm telling you what, when we got people that want to be baptized, I am fired up about it. I'm fired up about it. Because you know why? Why? People are deciding before the congregation, before God, before myself, that, hey, I understand what's going on here, and I want to live my life. I want to make a commitment publicly that I am going to follow Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. if I could explain it this way, some people wonder, well, what's the big deal about baptism, you know? And in some uh, denominations and, and organizations, when you're baptized as a child, it's expected that that's going to be the thing that gets you into heaven. Okay? Well, biblically, that's not so. Okay? Biblically, it comes down to what are you doing with Jesus? Okay? Amen. Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Correct? Okay? And that's the deciding fact. That's where salvation comes from. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so when we baptize, it is is an outward expression of an inward decision. Okay? So we've made the decision, I'm going to follow Jesus, and now we're taking that step, and sometimes it's a little nerve-wracking because you're doing things in front of people now and there's some accountability there isn't there all right so if this, if somebody else sees me out doing my thing and they see me going someplace or doing something i shouldn't do then there's the accountability of the body that says hey bro what's going on here i thought that you did this you made a commitment here right okay And so that's why baptism is so vitally important. It's a public expression. I'm following Jesus till the day he comes back for me. That's my decision. All right? Hallelujah. And so in the midst... Of this world that we're living in, this increase, and you've noticed it. We're not telling you anything that you haven't noticed already when you're watching the news. Every single day, there's murders, senseless killings. I heard a week or so ago about a priest who was killed in front of his congregation. In church. It's horrible. And killing of police officers, killing of pastors. It happens all the time, all the time. We see people rioting in the streets, clamoring. How are we to respond as believers? Biblically, how are we then to live? How then shall we live in light of the state of the world in which we live. Are we to, and I'm just kind of recapping here, are we to cower in fear and, and become as a hermit in our homes and board up our windows and, and lock our doors and become as a hermit? No, that's not how God would want us to live. Well, then maybe we are to amass weapons and we're to go on a, a big revolt and leave a re- lead a rebellion. No. Maybe we are to respond as others are with violence. Maybe, maybe we're not doing our part. Maybe we should respond with violence. Maybe we should let our voices be heard and, and waving our fists in the air and start throwing stuff. Maybe that should be our response. Wrong answer. When we see people throwing rocks and, and starting fires shouting with rage and loss of self-control and stealing and looting, maybe, maybe we're the ones that are wrong. Maybe we should be acting this way. Maybe we should join in and take part in the new norm, it would seem. No. 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 We talked the other week that there's a movement to remove the Ten Commandments from all public properties. And, you know, to some extent, they've been successful. There's been a movement going on right now to remove In God We Trust from our money. They've already succeeded years ago in removing prayer from the classrooms. And... Society is thumbing their nose at God, rejecting openly the things of God. We don't want your laws on us. We will govern ourselves. I want to be my own boss in a sense. I'm my own God. I can dictate what I want to do when I want to do it. Isn't that the way we act when we're children? Isn't that the way we act when we're children? Don't tell me what to do. I want to do it myself. It reminds me of a scripture in Proverbs. There is a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, there is destruction. And so when we do things our own way, rejecting God, turning our backs on Him... What do we think is going to happen? The Bible says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. Hmm. We have hardened our hearts toward God. How then shall we live in such a place? How then shall we live? How do we respond when our friends are argumentative and they're right up in our grill? (laughs) You're wrong about God. There is no God. Do you have friends that speak like that? I do. I do. I don't believe in God. There is no God. It's just me. It's just us. There is no one to answer to how then shall we live? And in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, many of you have this Scripture memorized. Rightly so. Rightly so. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, number one, and pray, number two, and seek my face, number three, and four, turn from their wicked ways, Then will I do three things. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, number two. And three, I will heal their land. There is a response that we need to have in order for our land to be healed. There is action that is necessary on our parts. We need to humble ourselves. We need to pray, we need to seek God's face, and we need to turn from our wicked ways. The Bible has a lot to say. You know, this is not the first generation to experience these sort of things, okay? We're not the first generation, but we are nearing closer and closer what the Bible, the end of days, Alright, and that's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? It's a scary the end of, of days, well. And really <clears throat> what the end of days comes down to is this. Are you on the Lord's side? Or are you not? Come on, bring it. That's what it comes down to. Okay. Are you on the Lord's side? Or are you not? Okay? Because when these things begin to happen, we do not want to find ourselves opposing God. We do not want to find ourselves in opposition to the Creator, to the living God who by his breath, (laughs) by his breath, the Bible says, will wipe away the enemy. We are to live, as Ephesians 4 and 5 says, we are to live as children of light. Children of light. That light is the light of Christ that shines in the darkness. The darkness as a Beacon shines forth into stormy waters. You may have seen near airports, they have those lights that shine way up into the sky. And that is a guide for the planes to know where to come when they can't see. Isaiah chapter 29, would you turn there with me? Some people say, you may have seen my post recently, and some of you are on social media, some of you are not, and that's okay. Um, But I like it because it allows me access to people that I would not normally have access to. And it allows me an extra opportunity to speak life into people's lives into their souls, okay? Some people would say that the Bible is nothing more than another book, that it is not relevant to today. Maybe in the past it was necessary or relevant, but not not anymore. There, people would say there is no God, there is no one, there... It's just a fable. It's just fake. It's just a bunch of made-up things. But when I read Scripture, when I read Scripture, I see the truth. I see life. I see a guide. As it says in Psalm one nineteen one hundred five, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path it guides us it shows us where to go it's our our modern day gps it helps us get directions to know where we are going isaiah chapter 29 verse 13 the lord says these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship, they, their worship of me, is made up only of rules taught by men. <laughs> On the outward, it would seem genuine, maybe. It would would look right because maybe it's coming from an authoritative figure, a religious figure, or, or maybe it sounds right because I've heard other people say those things. They come near to me with their mouths, and they honor me with their lips. But what? Their hearts, they're far from me. They're faking it they're hypocrites. God, don't let that be me. I'm not perfect. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross that makes me clean before a holy God. Thank you for the blood. But don't let it be me. Don't let me be the one speaking things that sound religious. How many of you know it's so easy to be Christian here in church on Sunday morning? And we can look so clean and we can give a hallelujah, brother, and we can sound so holy and so knowledgeable and so wise. (laughs) But when we go back to our homes and our workplaces and our schools, what's... What's coming out of our lives? What do people see? God, help us. That should make us all shudder in fear. I know I do. I know I do. Don't let it be me that is saying one thing and doing something else. Don't let my witness be something that's going to drag your name through the mud. Don't let it be me. <clears throat> Second Timothy. You know, I just want to add something here as we're making our way to Second Timothy. And when we see these things happening around us and it's going to it's going to get worse it's going to get worse we're going to see more and more of it more lawlessness more hatred in these things and it would make you feel down it would make you feel worried it would make you feel hopeless but that's not you we are not hopeless Amen. we are not orphans we haven't been left here without hope our hope is Christ Jesus, the Lord. And the Bible says in Isaiah, those who hope in the Lord will not be disappointed. He is our hope. And when people look at us, don't let them see fear about what's going on. Oh, my God, oh, what are we going to do? How are we going to live? Let them see the confidence in you. Let them see the strength in your faith. Let them see the peace <laughs> that we have in Christ the Lord, the peace that we have. I know people personally that they, they shake when they see these things on TV. They can't stand it, and it tears at their stomachs and they worry, and they fret. No, no, that's not for the people of God. The believer has all the confidence in the one that he represents. The believer has all the strength and the peace and the joy in the midst of turmoil and sadness because of the one, because of the source from which We draw our strength. Amen? Amen. Let the world see joy in you. Let them see confidence in who you are in Christ. May they come to you and ask, why aren't you worried about this stuff? What, What is the reason for the joy that you have? Huh? Be ready to give an account. Be ready. Why is it you're not shaken by all of these things? Well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> it's by the grace of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the answer for this world today. That's where my peace comes from. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 14. Keep reminding them, and now this is a bit long, so I, I ask that you would just bear with me here. Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. Okay? Many of us who are on social media, especially during election times and things of that nature, <clears throat> quarreling on Facebook. I see Christians going at it from both sides. No. No. That is not us. Okay? Okay? All that does is cause the unbelievers to say, well, if that's how Christians act, I don't want no part of it. Okay? Don't let that be you. Don't let that be us. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Okay? Correling about words is of no value and only ruins those who listen. 15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Did you hear that? Correctly handles the word of truth. That means speaking the word of God, the truth. Speaking the truth of God's word to people, that means when you hear something that is not correct about God, It is our responsibility, with very much love, very much humility, to present them with the correct truth of God's Word. Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. And he goes on and he names some people. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have wandered away from the truth. How would you like to be remembered for somebody who's wandered away from the truth and has become more and more ungodly that our teaching would spread like gangrene? Wow, that hurts. That's tough stuff. Don't let that be me. They say that the resurrection has already taken place and they re- destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows who are His, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Remember that prayer in 2 Chronicles 7.14. Turn from our wicked ways. In a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes, some are for ignoble. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, the ignoble, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. So if we refrain from the ignoble things and reserve ourselves, commit ourselves to the noble things, God can use us verse 22, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Now listen, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. (laughs) Yes, right here. Foolish and stupid arguments are not for the family of God. Though you may feel you need to defend your opinion, your view, don't let it get into an argument, okay? Don't do it. It's not helping you. It's not helping the other person. It's not helping anybody else. Control. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. There it is again. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Now, there's a tough one. Not being resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. Okay, now check that out. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct. Now listen, the rest is God's. In the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will now but mark this now we're talking about the days in which we live the status of the world but mark this there will be terrible times in the last days now just see if any of these things sound like something that we see in our daily lives on the news and whatnot People will be lovers of themselves. It seems like the world is all about self these days. It's about me, my comfort, my look, my physique, my health. You know, and those things are good to a certain extent, right? Everything in balance here, okay? They will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, Disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self control. Wow, brutal, yeah. Not lovers of the good, yeah. Treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Now listen to this. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And he closes with this. Have nothing to do with them. Nothing to do with them. Because you know what's going to happen? They're going to suck you in. And pretty soon, you're acting just like they are. Have nothing to do with them. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. Always learning, but never able to acknowledge the What? The truth, and he names a couple other people. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these men oppose the truth. Men of depraved minds, who, as far as faith is concerned, are rejected, rejected. But they will not get very far, because, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear. To everyone. And then Paul goes on as he's instructing Timothy, and he charges him with some certain things. This is the way, in light of these things, don't let it be you. That's not for you, Timothy. No. This, Timothy, is what you should be doing. You, however... Know about all my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, the persecutions I endured. You know all about this stuff. You've seen the way I have lived my life. I have nearly died for the faith. Timothy, my young, prospective preacher friend, Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. verse 12, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, yeah, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, you, no, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead in a view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. I tell you this. Before God, before the church, do this thing. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. You know what that means? When you've been, when you've been planning on it, and when you haven't been planning on it. How many of you know that the opportunities that come for you to, in a sense, I'm going to quote this, preach the word of God, okay? Because sometimes it don't feel like preaching. You're just talking to a friend or this family member, all right? How many of those things are not planned? And all of a sudden you find yourself at the door and here's the opportunity. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make a mess of this. Do it! Do it. Make a mess of it. Go for it. Because you know what? If you wait till you can get it perfect, it ain't going to happen. Go for it. Jump through the door with everything that you got with lots and lots of love, lots and lots of humility. Don't argue. Lots and lots of love. Amen preach the word of god be prepared in season and out of season correct rebuke and with great patience and careful instruction making sure that what you're saying is right we don't want to teach the wrong thing for the time will come now listen when men will not put up with sound doctrine they won't put up with sound doctrine they don't want to hear the truth Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear something else, okay, that's easy, that's comfortable, and that makes them look good and that puffs them up. That's not us. That's not us, friends. They will turn their ears away from the truth. And turn aside to myths, but you, you, keep your head in all situations. I say this to my kids all the times, all the time. Keep your head in all situations. Don't let the circumstances that you find yourself in, whether it be emergency or something else, take control over you so that you can't make wise decisions. Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. You know what an evangelist does? Goes from place to place to place, dispensing the word of God. Yeah? Dispensing the word of God. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. You know what that means? Do everything that is required of you, that is asked of you. Do it all. Don't just do the things that are easy. There's going to be a lot of tough stuff. Do it all. Do it all. In Romans, would you turn with me to Romans chapter 1. x. Romans chapter 1. The state of the world in which we live. How then shall we live? The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven. This is... um, 18 Chapter 1 verse 18 The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness Since what may know be uh, s- excuse me since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them for since the creation of the world God's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. So basically what that's saying is if somebody says, well, I I had no idea about God, he is saying that that's not necessarily true because God is revealed in what he has made. Verse 21, for although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. Do you see that a lot? You see people increasing in knowledge and yet all about these scientific things and all these things, and that's good. That's good stuff. More power to you. But if you lack the ability to understand that God is at the heart of it all, That's right. you're completely missing out. Amen. Right. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, verse 23, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles therefore because of these things because they decided to reject god and worship other things here's the response therefore god gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another so if we continue to pull away from god if we continue to say god thanks but no thanks If we continue to reject him when he is constantly sons, daughters, no, no, don't go that way. Come this way. Come this way. It's safe. It's healthy. You'll be blessed. Don't go that way. That's destruction. I know. I see it. Don't go that way, my children. I love you. But if we continue to pull and pull and say, no, get away from me. I don't want that. I don't want your laws. I don't want to live according to your ways. This is what happens. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts. Verse 25, They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Is that not where we are? They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator who was forever praised. Amen. Verse 26, because of this, here it is again, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Do we not see this? Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Do we see this? Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. All right, so twice so far, because we are pulling away from God, God is saying, okay, if this is the way you want to go, okay, I let you go. Not my desire, because I know that it's not good for you. Verse 28. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, friends, we see that all over, the knowledge of God. They want it taken off of our money. They want the Ten Commandments removed. We don't want prayer in our schools. What place does God have in our schools? We don't want to teach our children the ways of God. Why would we want that? They did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over. There it is, three times. He gave them over to a depraved mind to do what not ought to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. Now listen to this. They invent ways of doing evil. They invent ways. What else can we do? They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree... And that those who do such things deserve death. They not only continue to do these very things, but listen to this, they also approve of those who practice them. Friends, don't let it be you. Don't let it be you. Do not stray from the teaching of the truth. If we stray from the teaching of the truth we put ourselves in danger in danger of destruction but if if we follow and walk in obedience to God's laws God's decrees we can expect abundance we can expect joy and blessing peace Salvation. We can expect a harvest, a harvest of righteousness. Would you stand with me today? Fear is not for you. Okay? How then shall we live? We should live as children of light with confidence in Christ Jesus our Lord with peace and love and joy and mercy and grace we are not to be involved in quarreling arguing that's not beneficial to anyone we all have our own opinions and can back them up, but the quarreling part, no, that's not for us, okay, because it only hurts those who listen, the Bible says, okay, don't stray from the word of truth, let the word of truth, encourage you, let the word of truth be your guide, as it says in Psalm 119, that lamp unto my feet, the light to my path. Let the word of truth dwell in you richly, the Bible says. Richly. Amen. Amen.